Hello. Is this on? Can you hear me? Oh, perfect. Thank you. Thanks for reading, Rich. As Claire said, my name is Darren from the Boathouse Church. I'm a ministry trainee there, uh, just down the road from you guys. And yeah, really, really blessed to be here to share the word with you guys today. Um, before I do that, let's pray. <coughs> uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that we can gather here today, worshipping you freely and without persecution. Lord, it's a, it's a blessing, it's a privilege we sometimes forget. Um, please forgive us, Lord. Um, and when we have these opportunities on a Sunday or not on a Sunday, to just rejoice and make the most of it sharing your word. Be with us now, Lord. Please still our hearts, our minds. <clears throat> um, yeah, be with me as I share the word. Uh, may we be attentive. And um, yeah, you here, Lord, are working. We give thanks, Lord, in your name. Amen. Amazing. Sorry, just kind of adjusting. So, yeah, I've obviously just met most of you for the first time. Um, I don't know this parish. An interactive service might be your worst nightmare, but it's an all-age talk, so we're going to be quite interactive. And we're going to start with a little quiz, if that's okay. What plant do we think this is? Feel free to shout out. You say strawberries. Why is it strawberry plant? Because it's growing strawberries, exactly. How about this one? What do we see here? What? Yeah, <laughs> close, almost. It's, it's grapevine. How do we know it's a grapevine? Because of the grape, because of the grape, because of the fruit it's bearing, yeah. This next one might be a little bit tricky. Anyone know what this is? Cherries? Nah. No, no worries at all. To be truthfully, I didn't know what this was until I was researching for this talk. This is actually a spindle tree, and the berries it produces are a spindle berry. You can find it in different parts of the UK and all over the world. Um, but the tree, not just the berries, but the tree itself are extremely poisonous uh, to us as humans. Animals are okay, lucky, but we as humans, we would get a range of things. We'd get sick, we'd get uh, nauseous, we'd get cramps. In the worst case, it would be quite fatal for us, um, which is horrible. Um, fortunately, I hope, you're not going to find these at your local supermarket. Now we've got a couple of scenarios next. What do you think is happening here? What's the woman on the right, on our right? What's she doing to the woman on the left? Hands up. Uh, yeah, I, I think. <laughs> yeah, she's sucking her teeth on. What, what's her arm doing? She's holding her, watch, maybe because she's comforting her. She's comforting her, maybe her friend's feeling a bit sad and she's doing a nice, good thing of comforting her. How about in this slide? What are the two in the back doing, do we think? Rough guess. Yes. Bullying. Got it in one. Yeah, they're bullying. These two at the back, they're pointing, they're laughing. This, at this poor lady at the front, we don't know why, but they're bullying, and it's not nice, is it? Um, and why are they doing that? Well, the last verse of our passage, it shows us. It says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So that first scenario, that lady on the right doing the comforting, do you think she's a good person or an evil person? What would we say? Good. Yeah. 
thanks. <laughs> and how about in this one? These two in the back doing the bullying, what would they say? Are they, are they good people or are they evil people? Evil, exactly. So yeah, the verse says, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. So hopefully you're seeing that what the passage is focusing on is our heart, and it's shown in the passage as a tree, and the fruit it is bearing. We are the tree. Verse 44 uh, shows us that each tree is recognized by its own fruit. So that fruit is our words and our actions. Are they good or are they evil? Now naturally, you know, whatever age you are, you would think that the opposite of good is the word bad, which is correct, but doesn't it tell you something that Jesus is taking it up a notch and he's using the word evil? What do we think? What, what, what sort of things come to mind when we hear the word evil? Feel free to shout out. Yeah? I'm just looking at my wife to do all the shouting out. I'm so sorry. sorry. The devil, the devil, yep, yeah, exactly. We think of these kind of things. We think of things of the devil. We think of things that are horrible, unkind, hateful. So I really think it shows something that the fact Jesus uses this word here in a sermon, it shows how seriously he looks upon these things, these actions, these words that are hateful, horrible, and so on. They're evil. Now, what might this look like for us in our day-to-day lives? Could it be us ignoring our parents when they're asking us to do something. I think we can relate to that at all ages. Or could it be us shouting back at our parents? Whether we're right or wrong, that is not good fruit. Or could it be us gossiping? We can see here the two at the back, they're gossiping about that young chap in the front. Um, Now, gossiping takes all forms. It could be when you're at school, you're saying mean things about classmates. And it doesn't leave you when you get older. um, I think adults would testify with me that when you get to the workplace, you can find yourself saying some unpleasant things about your boss, your colleague behind their back. So gossip entails a lot of things. So it could be that. Or it could be being mean on social media, writing a mean post on someone's Facebook, on someone's Instagram, um, liking a photo even though deep down you're jealous of that person, of where they are. We're here in the UK, for example, it's August, it's raining. Well, not right now, but we've had some unpleasant rain, like yesterday, and you see on Instagram your friends in Thailand, they're in Spain and they're on the beach, and you're jealous, you're angry, so you press the like button. That could be it. I'm definitely guilty of that bad fruit at times. It could be using bad words, swearing, foul language, mean words, or It could be rejoicing when someone we don't like is um, suffering or they're failing. That could be internal rejoicing or external rejoicing. Or it could be being grumpy when someone we don't like is succeeding. I hope that picture sort of shows it, but that's what I was going for. Um, Or it could be seeking the center of attention in all situations. And finally, it could be turning our backs on God for whatever reason, but mostly pride, thinking we can do it on our own. As you can see, he's turning away from the cross, this man. It could really be anything. One evil heart can do has no limits, and I really think it's important for us to know this. But it's important for us to know that we need a heart change. Most importantly, as sinners, we cannot do that ourselves. What do you think happens if we try to change our hearts by our own doing. It doesn't stick. It won't stick. It's only very short term, right? Um, if you look again with me at verses 43 and 44 in the passage, 
It says, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. So to illustrate, and I hope this goes well, here we have the spindle berries from earlier. I put, um, if, if they weren't so poisonous, I would have treated you to the real thing and I would have brought them here for my illustration, but you've got a cardboard cutout for now. So you have the spindle berries here, and in here you have some fresh grapes and some fresh strawberries. These are not poisonous. These are our favorite fruits, right? So, taking the grapes first. What do you think happens if I take these spindle berries and try to put these fresh, clean grapes on? What do you think happens? Yeah, hand up. I'm sorry? They turn poisonous, exactly. They're not going to thrive as the natural grapes they are. I'm sorry, I don't know your name, so I keep saying hand up. Um, what about if we try it with strawberries? We try the same with strawberries, and we just stick them on. What do we think happens to the fresh strawberries? Same thing, exactly. They just rot and fall off. Sticking them over the spindle berries, it's only a very short-term solution. And in the end, the spindle berries, this poisonous berries, poison uh, formed by this poisonous tree, they'll just reappear and thrive, and the tree carries on as it naturally does. And the point is that the same goes for us. If we try to just stick um, a good deed, say the random urge to be kind to your neighbor, if we just try to stick that over our hearts, well, our natural hearts eventually, they will thrive again, won't they? They will show them true selves. So we will turn back to doing sinful deeds. As Rich read for us at the end of verse 45, it says, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So if we want strawberries, if we want our hearts to be strawberries instead of spindle berries, we need to first dig up the spindle tree and we need to plant a strawberry one. In other words, what the point is, is that if we want to do good, we need new hearts. The passage, as you might have gathered, um, the tree in the passage represents our hearts and our hearts need changing. But it's clear that whatever we try, or however we try, we can't do it on our own. If we try to do it by ourselves, I think we know what happens. It just doesn't stick, as we said. So the good news is there is someone out there who can change our hearts. Who do we think that is? Jesus. Exactly. Jesus, the one who said the very words in the passage which we are looking at. And he's the only one who can really say these words because he is God. He is God the Son. He is the only one who lived the perfect, sinless, and very good life, and he's the only one with the real power to change our hearts. And how does he do that? He does it through the cross. He died on the cross for our sin, the sin caused by the state of our hearts. And when he died on the cross, he died to wash our slate clean. So when we trust in him, he sends his Holy Spirit in us to live in us and give us these new hearts. And by trusting in Jesus and his death on the cross, all the poison of our evil actions whether past, present, or future, they're dealt with, and that's what the passage is showing. But a verse that helpfully illustrates this is 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Paul writes, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that person is a new creation. The old is gone, the new is here. What joy that we can have in these new hearts. But it's really important to know that we will still make mistakes at times, our hearts may seek the wrong thing. We may find ourselves shouting back at our parents, seeking the limelight, being mean on social media, gossiping about our boss. These mistakes can happen again. 
because we're not yet perfect. We're perfect when we're with Jesus again. But we don't need to fear because, again, we have the cross. The cross is where God gave his son Jesus to die on for our sins. And he's given us his Holy Spirit to help us and our hearts today. And God sees us with the new hearts which we've been given. Praise him. He's not seeing us with our old evil hearts. And what great news that is. What great encouragement that we can take going forward. And when we do make mistakes, when we do bear bad fruit, it's good to pray to God and say sorry to him and to ask him to help us bear good fruit. Here's one example prayer you could say. You could say, if it comes up, yeah. Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for the mistake I have just made. I thank you for your love and forgiveness and for the heart that you have given me, the new heart that you have given me. Please help me, Lord, to keep my heart pure and strong, to bear good fruit and to serve you. Amen. Again, just an example prayer, but those themes, it's really good to just be praying on those sorts of things, asking God for forgiveness uh, daily, um, giving thanks for his love, the cross, the gospel, and just longing for that day when we're with him again, when all things are made new, perfect, and wholly good. Come, Lord Jesus, we pray. Let me close in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for Jesus' words here in Luke's gospel. Lord, we may we um, be encouraged by the new hearts we've been given. Lord, may we be kind and gracious to ourselves and to each other. Therefore, when we do make mistakes, and know that, and rejoice, and know in the fact that you see us, Lord, with our new hearts, not our old hearts, and our evil actions, the poison of those actions, they're dealt with. And you see us made new, made perfect in Jesus. May we encourage each other and encourage ourselves in that great gospel truth, Lord. Be with us the rest of this service and of our Sundays, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen.